You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. How you doing? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 40, um, where we're going to be talking about a little bit of racing that's been going on, probably a little bit about the racing that's not going on. And, um, yeah, just catch up. It's been a little bit of a while for us, hasn't it, Elliot? Yeah, and not really much going on over here. I mean, we, we've been swimming in the lake every day, and the weather's still nice, but... I'm hoping the pools open up soon over here so I could uh, get some lap swimming in when the temperatures go down soon. I mean, it's uh, yeah. the nights are already so, getting so a bit the, cold. none of the pools are open? Uh, they are, but they're, like, very restricted and, yeah. um, like, every other lane, and you got to still request times. So, and it's hard. And Every other lane? Yes, and the gym wow. I belong to, which is um, – LA Fitness, which the pool was very questionable to begin with before <laughs> COVID-19. They're not even opening the pools, so I have to find uh, none of the pools are like even halfway open yet. It's, it's yeah. been tough. Well, that's cheese. I mean, our pools are open. You know, it's only one person per lane. You have to reserve it, but it's not every other lane. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess most of our pools are only for four to six lanes anyway so yeah that feels like limited and we're definitely running in some challenges uh i'm fortunate at hampshire hills where i go that uh it's still pretty easy to get a lane you can kind of get one for the most part whenever you want but uh at the local y i know i have clients really battling like waking up at 6 a.m or just before 6 a.m when they like open it up for three days the next the next three days or whatever three days in advance and praying that they are able to grab a lane and it's just crazy <sighs> yeah and, i'm just uh, i mean i'm i'm concerned that uh you know that's gonna be it's only gonna get tougher this winter right when yeah. people you know, can't open water swim i think so many people are open water swimming for almost all their swims now and uh when that's not an option it's gonna get ugly yeah i agree and we're just lucky oh that i mean i canceled my gym membership because i'm like if the pool is not open i don't really want my gym membership so yeah i mean we've been swimming open water swimming a lot so i've been gotten a lot of practice in open water but still it's it's tough knowing exactly if i've improved or not because you don't i mean it's not like pool swimming where you're getting exact splits and exact distances it's just I feel like I'm going hard for five minutes and I take it easy for a minute, go hard for five minutes, but it's kind of like perceived effort versus in the pool, you know exactly what 
what splits you're hitting. So that's been exactly. Tough. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was having this conversation with the other somebody the other day. I mean, I think for most people, I mean, open water is a obviously a very valuable skill and it's it's real and needed for most triathlons. But uh, I think that uh, you really need to spend some time in the pool at least weekly um if you really want to improve um i mean i guess it depends on where you are in your development but uh the pool can i think is a much better place to really get faster if you're serious about it yeah i mean and we've designed workouts where you have intervals in it but it's not it's just not the same right i don't know we've done we've done tests like we have buoys set up around the lake and so we time trial and it's like we have like a 700 yard loop that we do and a 1500 yard loop that we do that we've time trialed every two to three weeks to see if we've improved it all. Nice. So, I mean, that helps, but yeah. And so those buoys are in there you're, uh, all the time? Yeah. And hopefully they just don't move. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my last time trial was pretty good, but I don't know if, uh, it was just because the water levels <laughs> moved the buoys a little uh-huh. bit. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is always a factor, but same time, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot at every race, too. I mean, even if they put it in the same spot, you yeah. know, it's, I don't know. It's, that'll always be somewhat of a challenge or an unknown. Yep. Uh, but looks like stuff is uh, opened up for you guys in your neck of the woods. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like overall things have been very similar for the last few months. But, yes, I uh, was very fortunate to... Uh, the race uh, this past Sunday, uh, was it August 30th, uh, did a local uh, half Ironman. Nice. I may and have to travel actually, over there to go and race this year. What's that? I may have to take a take a flight to your house and so yeah. if I, if I want to get a race in this year. Well, we did have a, they did actually a sprint in Olympic on Saturday, which it torrentially downpoured during, Ooh. so that was rough for them. Um, but, uh, we had a friend client, uh, fly up from North Carolina to do the race. <laughs> nice. So you could have yeah. got your, uh, your USAT points for the year if you did the double. That's true. Yeah. Actually, I did talk to one guy after that, uh, that was, uh, um, did, ha- did had done both and, um, I personally didn't have the time for it. <laughs> I yeah. wish I did. Uh, <laughs> life is very crazy for me right now, but, uh. I was very happy to race, and uh, it was good. Oh, yeah, and you moved your recovery center too, right? Uh, trying. <laughs> we're, uh, we're a few weeks behind on that, and it's been uh, – I live a pretty busy lifestyle, as you know, and uh, <laughs> the last few weeks have taken that to another level. So uh, um, was very uh, – a bit surprised, to be perfectly honest, to have a solid race on Sunday because uh, – Stress levels have been uh, pretty much through the roof, and uh, sleep's been minimal, and um, just been uh, been a challenging few weeks. Yeah, whenever I'm stressed out, I go to your Facebook page and see what's going on with you, and I'm like, okay, your kids are in school, you uh, you're moving locations with your recovery center, you just raced. I'm like, you do everything. Yeah, trying, trying, <laughs> but uh, yeah. The the four pillars in my life uh, are definitely all being stretched right now, <laughs> uh, personally, relationally, financially, and um, you know, job wise and whatnot. So it's it's been it's been tough, but uh, hey, that's what uh, we get up every day to do. Yeah, that's and, what uh, life's all about. 
challenge on, you know, so it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to hear more about your race. Yeah. So it was up in, I love the fact that it was in Freedom, New Hampshire, was the host uh, <laughs> host town of it where the transition and the swim was. So thought that was very fitting um, that, uh, that the race be there. But uh, um, it was good. Um, we had beautiful weather. Like I said, the day before, I had a few clients and friends racing, and uh, they had very awful weather. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get an Airbnb the night before, didn't get there till I think uh, almost 10 o'clock, um, but uh, at least got to uh, stay close to the venue. And um, that was the first time I hadn't slept at home in, I think, over six months, which is wow. unheard of for me. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got there in the morning and, uh, you know, it was a very small field. Uh, I think there ended up being only uh, 56 finishers for the half. So it was... Uh, really small but uh you know they did uh some things like so some of the unique things we can discuss here that maybe people can expect in their races when they if and when they do come around here is um you know the body marking was done um prior and and um done by yourself you know or whatever had somebody do it to you um they didn't have volunteers doing that they did take our uh temperature as we were um checking in and um then they had it was self-seating or um you know you got to pick your own spot in transition and um apparently they were saying you could put up to five bikes on the racks but um most of the racks only had like three bikes on them so um there was definitely plenty of room and nutrition 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 wow excuse me transition and uh um you know it was it was very well spread out so, um, and then we did also, uh, had to wear masks, uh, the whole time, um, prior to, uh, I did take mine off as I left transition, didn't bring it to the swim start cause there's really nowhere to put it, but, uh, some people did still have them on down there, but, uh, you were, uh, required to have it on in the transition area all leading up to the race. But during the race, you could take it off. Well, yes. So definitely, uh, uh, no, no mask during the race which uh, I highly encourage is all the research I've seen and things it's it, you're putting yourself more at risk by wearing them. I mean, I guess it depends on the texture of it and things, but uh, I would encourage people to make sure they have their breathing <laughs> yeah. uh, at their best when they're, when they're doing any kind of physical activity. Yeah. You know. um, so yeah, the race actually got off uh, almost a half hour late start. Um, but, uh, they did do a time trial start as expected. And I mean, most races are going that way anyways in the past, uh, as of late, but, uh, they did three lanes and they had, um, people going every 15 seconds. So, uh, I managed to get, uh, front and center and get out in the, in the first, uh, be one of the first, uh, three into the water. Um, but man, the, the water, uh, drawn a blank in the name of the lake was absolutely gorgeous. It was, uh, I think it was like 70 degrees and, uh, it actually was a, was a windy day. And as you got out, there was definitely some legit chop, um, out there, but, uh, really enjoyed the, the swim probably because it was short as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw you swim at 25. I'm like, wow, this, 
You don't need swimming. Yeah. <laughs> who needs swim? yeah. who needs the pool? Yeah, was, uh, and actually, that's another thing carrying over from the Olympic. Um, my buddies that did the Olympic said that the swim was way long, and so we think that either the they brought course. the buoys in or they just left them the same for the half the next day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was kind of a triangle swim, and I mean one drawback or just uh also as as that looked and i'm certainly obviously thrilled never swam that and couldn't swim that fast at this point for a uh, a legitimate 1.2 mile swim but uh there was just uh almost zero drafting i mean it was you know it's just not like a normal ironman race where you can really try and find some feet to hang on um actually the um one person, uh, the, the guy that ended up winning, um, spoiler alert there, um, Chris, uh, he did catch me in the water and I tried to, tried to hang with him for a little bit. Um, but <laughs> I'll call him out on it. He actually, uh, he cut one of the buoys. Um, and so I went around and, and stayed, you know, you're supposed to stay to the outside of the, all the buoys. You know, I know Ironman races, you, most of them you can go on the inside if you want, but, uh, he started veering off that way, so I ended up letting him go. But uh, I think he ended up getting out of the water like 30 seconds before I did. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, a good swim. You know, it's definitely been I've I've been swimming uh, two to three times a week um, and felt all right in the water, but definitely been pretty sluggish in the water. Would have been interesting to see what it what my time would have been if it was a legit 1.2, and also would have been interesting to see if. Uh, could have had some feet to, to follow what the, what things would have looked like but i know isn't it totally different when you're kind of all alone in the water and i mean that's oh, big time but, that's I mean, why i'm just and, amazed uh, when i see like a lucy charles just just gun it from the start and is able to yeah. just break away from everyone it just takes a lot of skill to do that totally yeah and actually i've been doing almost exclusively been um bilaterally breathing and breathing every third stroke in all my training this whole year that was kind of a focus on mine and got out in the race with the intensity and i went right back to um breathing to my right my natural side just every other stroke the and whole I way think that's, i mean i think that's pretty normal and i think it is i think my swim coach really, told me you need to practice doing practice the bilateral breathing but when you're when you're swimming at like a tempo effort or at threshold, I mean, yep. it's very common to start just breathing to your natural, natural side. side yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the bottom of the line, you know, you definitely need to do whatever you, you got to do to get enough oxygen, and that's priority number one. But uh, I, I was hopeful that I was going to be able to do some some bilateral out there, but uh, didn't really happen. But you know, I was swimming relatively straight, and uh, yeah, I was totally shocked. I mean. It, it looked pretty far. It looked legit um, from, you know, when we were heading into the water of the distance. And when I looked down, I um, I think part of the transition was actually included in your swim. I looked down and I saw like 2458. And I was just like, holy cow. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe that, that. I was like, well, that was short. But uh, I wasn't complaining to uh, to get out of the water faster. What's our joke? Triathletes never say the swim was short. They always say it's long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh not this time but uh but yeah so uh i ended up technically being the the third out of the water um so chris and then um another uh another guy um michael emmons who's uh, a very good swimmer he swam like 21 or something like that um 
he uh, he smoked us in the water. But uh, those are the only two people I saw throughout the swim. I was kind of expecting that somebody would come up and up beside me besides uh, just the one, just Chris. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, how the swim went. And um, was definitely pumped, like I said, to, to get out of the water there at that uh, at that time. Um, so headed out of the bike, and uh, Chris was in sight. And I kind of figured, especially at that point, that he was going to be my stiffest competition so my goal was to to try and uh hang with him on the bike a little bit or see what i could do to uh keep him in uh keep him in my sights but uh that surely did not happen um i've you know again i mentioned uh had some challenges and just been super busy um the last few weeks and uh i I, I was getting, thank goodness for the group and um, doing the Zwift rides Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Um, I still was doing those, but I didn't get a long ride in um, the two previous weeks leading up to the race and didn't do any training the, the weekend before the race, um, which wasn't thrilled about, but uh, it was what uh, life called for uh, that week. You know, those, those weekends just uh, was full-fledged focused on the center and attempting to spend at least a little bit of time with my family. Um, so, uh, so I, I got out there and the goal was to hold, uh, about 200, 290, ideally around 300 Watts, um, for the bike. And, uh, was kind of definitely focused on the, the power numbers. And within the first five miles, I was holding those numbers, but it was feeling a little harder than it should have. And, uh, wasn't, uh, feeling great and, and a little bit flat on the bike for sure. Um, but, uh, it was a, it was a really good course. Um, I mean, some of the roads were pretty bouncy. Um, definitely, uh, and to be fair, um, they had to change the course, uh, three times, I believe the week of the race because this construction kept coming and, uh, then they got their permits pulled in certain places and, uh, Vince, the race director did a really good job and it's pretty incredible that, he was even able to get, um, a legit bike course to happen. So, um, you know, non COVID related, but, uh, almost, uh, had some real snags with that. And, uh, it was great to, uh, have a good, uh, hilly course. I think it ended up being like 2,700 feet of climbing, um, for the 55 miles. I will say also that the, the bike was a touch short. Um, and the other interesting thing that was noteworthy for me is, uh, uh, well, one, it was a little frustrating is the pre-race, um, prior to the, the kind of, uh, pre-race talk with the race director, you know, right before the swim, nobody knew where the water stops were. We knew there on the bike, there was going to be three of them, but they didn't say where they would be. And I even emailed Vince and asked him where they would be and, uh, never heard back from him. So, um, it was, uh, I only have the ability, unless I put rear bottle cages on i can only hold two bottles an arrow bottle and then there's only one in my triangle um my that's another thing uh, I, I the one complaint i have on my felt is that uh it doesn't have two water bottle cages in the triangle which is kind of mystifying to me but um so i was going low on fluids in the first place but fortunately vince was able to tell us that a little bit after mile 20 and then i think it was around mile 40 they had uh water stations but one thing they had been adamant on is that you was going to be self-supported for the um for the aid stations and that uh you know there wouldn't be somebody handing the bottles to you 
So I kind of planned my nutrition around that and said, crap, you know, I'm going to have to stop. And, you know, so I use scratch. And so I, uh, filled up a couple little canisters, um, with, with scratch and some salt to, uh, um, be able to, I was planning to just pull over, you know, grab a couple bottles and pour them into my arrow bottle and my other bottle and then put the scratch into it. But you and literally so had I, to stop. So, but yeah, having to stop to do that. Yeah. So that ended up being what I actually did, um, for the, uh, the first aid station. But like I got down there and the guy was holding out a bottle for me and I was, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't ready. I was like, hey, you know, so he kind of, I said, I'm going to stop. And, you know, I put both uh, or at least one, one foot down and uh, probably spent, you know, a good 45 seconds to a minute at that aid station. I did have one person pass me, I believe, um, during that time. And, uh, and it was, it was what I needed to do. Um, but, uh don't love the fact that I had to stop, you know, as most people know me, a big fan of, as most people are, is trying to do anything we can moving, you know, it's going to be a lot faster. So not ideal there, but I think that's something that we're definitely going to have to prepare for, uh, in the the post or the COVID world we're living in. Yeah. So I'm looking Uh, at your bike. So there's no, there's no bottle cages on your down tube. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's surprising. I, I, I mean, I guess from an aerodynamic perspective, you lose a bit there. But um, I even asked my bike guy Jack if uh, he'd be willing to drill one in. He said no. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of dangerous. I mean, what about putting one behind your seat? You can. It's just aerodynamically, that's not a good spot for it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I thought, you know, I'd be all right. And I mean, what I ended up doing is at the second aid station. I just, I kind of conserved, I didn't drink quite as much, uh, fluids as I normally do. And so I just grabbed one bottle at the, um, second aid station. Um, and sorry, is it only two? Yeah. I only guess, I guess used two aid stations on the bike. And, um, so, you know, I drank five bottles, um, yeah, um, during, uh, during the ride, but, uh, it was, not quite as efficient as I would have liked it to have been, but, uh, it, it worked out and, um, I felt pretty good. Fortunately it was a, uh, I think it was mid sixties to low seventies all day. So it was pretty much perfect minus the wind, um, day. So, um, but yeah, a lot of, uh, solid climbing. A lot of it was towards the beginning. It was really miles 20 to 30, that 10 mile stretch had most of the Hills. So I did push the power a bit there. I think I had some, 310 to 315 average powers in those sections um but kind of stuck to the to focusing on the power and uh doing them in five mile intervals and just kind of focusing on where i was at there um but i did did fade a bit on the second half um or after that point i think i was down in like 270 to 275 um for the last 20 miles or so um but i ended up with uh Average power, I think, what was it? Right at two, um, right at two eighty. Um, here it is. Sorry, um, yeah, two seventy eight, and my normalized was two ninety on the nose. Um, so, um, not. Uh, I, I think I should be able to do a little bit stronger, but right within range of what I think uh, is about right for me for 
the half Ironman distance right now. And this was your first race on your new bike, right? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You liked it? Um, Other than the bottle cage? I do. I really like the bike. It is uh, nice and stiff, and uh, it uh, fits me, which is nice. So uh, it's it's definitely been good. And uh, I uh, switched over to Envy wheels, and I'm, I'm really liking the Envy wheels as well. Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah. I'll post a picture yeah, of it on, to, uh, on the website. My boy Richie uh, from uh, Bicycle Makeover that got me some uh, custom decals to uh, give it that uh, everyman jack look. Yep. And I like your derailleur too. What's is that a cover on it? That is. So um yeah, they did some kind of team offering um for that uh you know, it's still it's, it's still the large pulleys, you know, kinda like the ceramic speed ones and whatever, but yeah. uh and then it's covered by what they call the yeah, the arrow um arrow cover. Um so it and that has team MG, EMJ on it as well. So it's uh it matches pretty well, and uh, yeah, I don't know how much the uh, the cover actually has from a, uh, a benefit, but uh, it looks cool. <laughs> hey, everything adds up. And how do you like the the disc brakes? Uh, so I still, to be honest, I'm I'm still not a I haven't fully can you know believe a full believer in the disc brakes. I mean, are they better brakes? Yes, for sure. But if you get um, a flat, what happens? They're totally a pain. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you get a flat, you need to make any adjustment or pull that wheel out. You have to get an Allen wrench out and unscrew it and get the um, get the through axle out before you're going to be able to do anything. So that's just tough to swallow. Actually, that, that is a good thing that uh, also is worth mentioning is uh, I, did, I switched over my Envy's R tubeless. Oh, and nice. uh so i hadn't been riding outside at all and i finally went to go for a ride uh, i think a couple days before the race just to make sure the wheels were good and i go to, to grab my bike and both my wheels are totally flat of and course like, oh, crap <laughs> so uh so i filled them up and tried to go for a quick spin and within a few miles my front tire was completely flat so um had to rush up and Jack hooked me up, and we just added some more sealant. But to be honest, he wasn't fully confident that it was going to hold, and I was like, oh, great. Um, but I think part of it was my fault, too, is uh, he gave me if, – if anybody does switch to, to tubeless, you know, it's it's really important once the sealant gets put in there that you go for a ride pretty shortly after that because it needs to spread out and it needs to set in the right spots. And I didn't do that. Um, it sat there for a while, and uh, I think that's what caused the problem. So. Mm-hmm. I did uh, have him fix it, put some more sealant in, and then I rode it pretty quickly after that. And uh, knock on wood, they've been good since then. So, um, so yeah, um, hopefully that will be a good move. But uh, that was a nice little monkey wrench uh, a couple days before the race <laughs> that um, was hoping it would hold up. All you right. should be used to those kind of things by now. You know, yeah. <laughs> Standard. So, um, but... Uh, but yeah, um, really enjoying the bike, and uh, I like the, the setup for sure. Yeah, it looks sick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So ended up, uh, yeah, two twenty six forty one was the official bike split. Um, looking back on things, if I could have got that down to two twenty three, two twenty two would have put me in the mix here. But uh, um, I I'm pretty content with again my. It wasn't feeling overly confident and feel that strong in the bike. So, 
um, to have the second best bike split was was pretty good. But uh, but Mr. Freeman did uh, what did he threw down? I, he threw down a two seventeen. So uh, beat me by uh, over nine minutes on the bike. So off, off the bike, he was about he ten was, minutes. Uh, about ten minutes ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and. Uh, I'm not sure how many people, uh, are, you know, I was getting kind of mixed things. I did have one person that was out just running training. He said, you're about 10 minutes back. Um, so, uh, but I, I went out strong. Um, I did feel really good heading into the run. Um, what shoes did you run in? I ran in the Vaporflies, the, or the next percents, the, um, you know, the, the fluorescent ones there. Um, I still haven't been able to get my hands on the alphas. So what size do you wear? Uh, I'm a 12 and a half, 13. Okay. Well, if I ever find one, I'll shoot you a text. Let me know, man. They sell for sure. out really okay. fast. <laughs> but, uh, what's that? Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, they sell out. Uh, I, I just, the only thing I don't understand with those is why they're not making more. <laughs> Seriously. And even the vapor flies, like mass produce that and make, yeah. like sell it to every single, or distribute it to every single running store because everyone would buy uh, yeah. this. Really is strange. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I knew that, uh, I was down, I had heard anywhere from like six to 10 minutes and I had, I did actually, I'll admit, I quickly looked up Chris, um, prior to the race and I'd seen that he had, uh, he did Lake Placid last year and he had, uh, a uh, really strong swimming bike and his run was like a three thirty or something. So I said, all right, you know, I, this is a good guy I might be able to catch here. So, um, so I started out pretty strong. Um, first couple miles actually were, yeah, six Oh six, six Oh six. And then, um, six seventeen, six twenty two. Um, but man, this was a, a hillier course than I expected. Um, yeah, if you look at my, my gap. So like kind of the, you know, the gradient average pace first mile was five forty nine, And then the second two were six Oh nine. Um, and then six fourteen sub five fifty nine, five fifty nine. Um, so for the first six miles or so was, um, pushing pretty well considering where the Hills or the, how the Hills lined up and, uh, uh, clearly was making up some pretty good ground, but, uh, uh, it was too far back to, uh, to catch him. Um, but, uh, it was it, it it was a bit of a tailwind on the way out, and then it did kind of loop around, and uh, you had a pretty strong headwind. And uh, I'll admit I lost a little bit of motivation. I mean, I still it looks like my slowest mile. Actually, I did have a six forty four mile, um, but the gap on that one was five fifty nine. So um, even though it was my slowest, I think that was a really hilly mile. But uh, other than that. Um, most of the the miles were uh sub you know right around 620 to 630 and uh felt really good my heart rate was um not really super high but it was higher than it felt like i I felt really controlled and pretty relaxed throughout the entire run and um you know those last couple miles i knew i wasn't going to catch them so i kind of um slowed down a little bit but still uh still felt good and uh was happy um ended up running, um, according to my watch anyways, one twenty five nineteen, And this actually was, the course was three and a, uh, 13.5 or 13.6 miles. Um, so it was a little extra cause they knew the bike was going to be a little short. 
Um, so it was a little bit long and, uh, yeah, I didn't look at everybody's splits, but I did gain, I made up, um, looks like seven, six or seven minutes on it. Yeah. I think I made up, yeah, close to seven minutes on Chris. uh, You just ran out of real estate at the end. On the run. Right. So, uh, ended up with an official time of four twenty ten. He did four sixteen forty two. So, uh, little over, uh, or a little under three and a half minutes behind, uh, Chris, who, uh, yeah, for those who aren't familiar with Chris, who I really wasn't prior to the race, but I think I had heard his name a few times. Uh, he is a uh, four-time U.S. Olympic cross-country skier, and I guess he's actually, he's probably been one of the best U.S. American cross-country skiers ever. He's gotten like fourth in some World Cups and some really big races, and uh, um, so uh, he certainly uh, got the engine, and uh when you look at that, uh, I think I'm okay with losing to somebody with that kind of talent. <laughs> well, it's just, it's nice showing up locally and having, I mean, having people to compete with too. For sure. Yeah. Um, ended up, uh, a little bit, uh, of a gap between second and third. Uh, I guess the, uh, yeah, the next time after me was, uh, about 24 minutes behind me. So, uh, um, there was definitely a little gap there, but, uh, it was, um, it was fun, you know, and sorry, back to the run. Um, there was aid station, same thing, but they were fully self-supported. So, um, what I ended up doing is I actually brought my, um, orange mud kind of backpack that holds two water bottles up, um, behind you. And I have kind of being self-reliant for the, for the fueling. I would grab a bottle and kind of pour it over myself, um, grab a little drink when I went through the couple aid stations they had, but that was another difference of something that I normally wouldn't do in a half Ironman. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a little bit easier than dealing with that stuff on the, on the bike stopping. I mean, that would right. be, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's yeah. Tough. Um, be interesting if they have any, or what's going to happen with the Ironmans and that, you know, you're not going to have much of a choice here, I think. Um, but to do some of those things that'll definitely slow you down. But, uh, you got to make sure you get the fuel and I think it's at the end of the day worth it. I mean, even let's say I didn't stop and you know, you take a minute off my time, I'm still a couple of minutes back, Chris. So it didn't really, didn't really change things. Yeah. But I mean, are they going to be able to do that on a, if a race is with what, 2000, 1500 people participants, I mean, that's yeah. going to make it a lot more dangerous. I mean, imagine if that happened in, let's say like Hawaii this past year. I mean, there would right. be so many accidents. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's a really good point. I didn't even really think about that. Like, if everybody's stopping, I mean... I mean, it's already dangerous when people slow down in front of you. I mean, imagine if everyone just stopped. Yeah. Well, remember, I think it was the year you did Timberman where I ran into that guy at the... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Transition. I mean, at the aid station. And, yeah, we have enough problems as it is with <laughs> volunteers trying to help us, so... Um, that is a really good point. Yeah. They'll have to make them like a half a mile long or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, and then, yeah, also, I guess a little anticlimactic, uh, at the, uh, at the finish line, um, because they actually, they did discourage, um, or, or excuse me, um, people from coming out to, uh, to spectate. Um, so it was, uh, pretty quiet. Did see, uh, my coach Kurt was there. Um, and 
Stacy Sweetser, a couple people that I knew were were out there on different parts on the course, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty uh, pretty quiet and uh, not exactly the uh, Kona finish line that uh, my previous race was. <laughs> that's how my last local race went but i mean i kind of like that and my mom was like the volunteer and she handed me the medal but it was only like me and her at the finish line it was really weird (laughs) but you know the end of the day that's you know doing it for ourselves right and to push ourselves and uh it was uh really really awesome to uh to get out and race so did they cap this race at what did you say fifth there's a so there was 56, 56 people. I think there was a few more um, that maybe didn't finish or. Uh, so it was a very started. small field. But it was small, yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, they. Uh, I guess I did talk to Vince uh, after. I was asking him a little about that. He didn't really um, promote the race too much, um, just for that reason, not to yeah. get it overwhelming and cause any issues. Um, so I think it was right around what he kind of wanted um but I, I guess it didn't technically sell out and more people could have done it i'm, I'm pretty surprised that there too. weren't more people there i am too yeah because like i said when before this we started this podcast i go i'm just staying in shape because as soon as they have an actual race going on whether it's swimming biking or running i'm i'm signing up for it yeah totally i mean uh it was really just fun to race and get out there and um and get that that feeling back you know um so i feel uh feel blessed to be able to have done that and uh um hopefully can or plan to do it again soon here yeah so do you think this will bring a, back a bit of a resurgence of local racing just in general across the country that's a good question um i mean hopefully that uh you know I mean, it was a USAT sanctioned event, you know, they had officials there and, um, it was definitely, you know, legit. And, um, hopefully this gives some hope to the race directors and they're going to start getting out there and doing, it. I mean, this is where I think that an event like this obviously is a lot more feasible than, you know, like we talked about a 15 to 2,500 person Ironman, yeah. um, or I even, you know, just a WTC event. So, um, you know, these local race directors, <clears throat> I would hope, are kind of looking their chops at this being an opportunity for them to do some things and uh, hopefully attract some people. Well, and another advantage of the local races is, is it suits your lifestyle a lot better because you don't have to show up days in advance to go check in. I mean, everything is like the day of the event and it's low key. And right. I mean, I tell Absolutely. a lot of the beginner, like beginner triathletes out there, like do a local race because it's no pressure it's not a huge production like what Ironman does and I mean it's the same exact distance and usually there's pretty good competition I mean you had you had guys that were right with you so um for sure I feel like there's a lot of benefit to local racing it's a a good point and uh, yeah I definitely hope that uh this uh does open things up and people you know will start uh trying um to that point did you hear about the uh challenge race that uh where was it in switzerland tried to go off and they had to cancel it because of the weather because of the weather yes yes. (laughs) i saw that you know it's supposed to be no one can catch a break yeah exactly so that was pretty crazy i believe iron man does have a race is it in france or something coming up soon that they're trying to do here so 
Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm still. Yeah. I'm are you hopeful torn. for uh, Florida happening? That's what I was just going to mention. Um, um, to be honest, I'm, I'm leaning on kind of pulling the plug on the season after the Sun of P Olympic try that I have in a few weeks. Um, just because it's been so crazy and uh, I'm not sure it's worth it for me to kind of push the other, push the envelope and some of my other pillars, as I refer to them as in my life, um, to train for a race that uh, is, I still pretty doubtful is going to actually happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I don't know. But then <laughs> certainly the side of me is like really kicking myself if they, they do make it happen and I wasn't properly prepared because, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, well, that's a thing. I, I don't think you, I mean, you like the distance, it's the training and the preparation for it. And if you don't prepare for it correctly, I mean, you may be in for just a tough day. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. And, uh, the goal for that one's to go under nine hours and, uh, you know, want to be in the, at the fitness level to be able to do it if I'm going to go. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, it was great. Uh, had some clients out there, friends, um, out there and, um, it was, uh, it was really nice to, uh, to be able to race and, uh, it just felt, uh, pretty close to normal, which was good. I mean, you know, like I mentioned, there was definitely some things that were a bit different, but, uh, um, not bad, not bad at all. I know I took so many things for granted like even the local 5k's I'm like man if a local 5k came up around here I'd be so happy just any kind of race I guess you're gonna have to move to New Hampshire then (laughs) we had uh I know there was a 10 mile running race the day before the half year and uh yeah some of the there's some local races going down not not like crazy, certainly, obviously not normal, but uh, well, even my buddy uh, in Colorado, he says there there are running races going on. They just time trial. They let people go in yeah. waves and exactly, yeah, yeah. A lot of people doing the time trial start and running, taking a, a notch out of the triathlon uh, playbook, but uh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats on getting second. Thanks, man. Definitely would have uh, liked to have won and. Uh, um, trying to figure out what I could have done better, uh, you know. But like I said, Steve, keep working on that bike. Yeah. Need to need to get a little faster on the bike to uh, be able to pull off a win on something like that. Yeah, we'll pull off the win in a in a few weeks, and you may be number one in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, that is going to be interesting to see. I, I don't think there's going to be too many people. I was thinking about that actually. So, you know, you got to be, what is it? Um, what percentage of it is all American? Um, well, I think it's 10% or no, I think it's a little less. It's 5% now, I think. 5% yeah. or yeah, somewhere in that. But and now there's only, you only have to do two races instead you of three. You only have to do two races, but yeah. if there's only a hundred people in each age group that actually do two races, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, the number of all Americans will be uh, pretty reduced here. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to try and, Oh yeah, that's a good point. That. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Well, if but, there's any December races that that that's USAT sanctioned, I'm I'm doing it. That that's local. There you go. Just there you go. <laughs> get my score in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Um, well, you keep me posted on that. Maybe I'll join it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but how's, uh, you know, you said you've been swimming a lot, still training away, and um, you're just getting ready for uh, eyes on Coeur d'Alene, right? Yep. And I don't know, it, because of all the race deferrals and everything, my season's pretty much planned out and pretty full next year. So that's yeah. one nice thing. I mean, no race registrations, and I have three 70.3s, an Ironman, and a bunch of local races that I deferred. So, yeah, next year looks really busy as long as we get to race. All right. That's true. Yeah, it's another interesting dynamic economically that I hadn't really thought about originally is, you know, Ironman and most of these race directors, they should be not great but fine this year, and it's actually next year that they're probably going to take the bigger hit. Yeah, because they're not going right? to make anything. It's going to have no revenue, so uh, or minimal revenue, I should say. So, uh we're going to feel the effects of this one way or another for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so but, your goal, any your goal, if you don't do Florida, you're still going to do an Ironman sometime next year to do Hawaii in 2021. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's okay. definitely, uh, as I say, always it's getting harder and harder with the kids. Well, and, I remember uh, I, I keep reminding you back in October, you told me, you're taking a year off of Ironman, and you signed up for Florida. But I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Now I'm, uh, you know, two of my uh, kids started school in person this this week, um, so it looks like I've got a lot of uh, um, bus driving duties. I'm going to be dropping them off every morning and things, and uh, um logistically really challenging for my wife and I because uh you know so Calvin my oldest goes five days a week he needs to be there at 8 a.m and gets out at three and then Gabriel is going um three days a week he'll be able to go at 8 a.m but uh he needs to uh be picked up at noon um and, and they're both they're going to the same private school and uh it's that you know on the Monday Wednesday Friday that's three trips to the school and back um so it's just uh a lot going on and, and trying to do that while Eli, our, our one with autism, um, is home with his ABA therapist, which requires somebody to be at the house the whole time. Um, so it's, uh, it's not getting any easier, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, definitely will say I'm very happy that my, uh, most of my kids here are going to school in person. And, uh, part of the reason we, we actually switched to this private school is because, uh, there's only one class per grade, and uh, I think that they have a much higher probability of remaining to continuing to go in person than all remote, which I just don't feel is uh, what's in the best interest of kids that young. They need that human interaction and, and you know personal skills being developed and just being with people. Well, Calvin's almost the age of um, – is he about to how, – how many more years – until he gets his driver's license. So I guess he's got uh, nine more years. So nine he's seven. More years. Okay. Yeah. So you got a ways yeah. to go. Got a little bit. Yeah, he's he just started second grade. So wow. Don't start talking about that with me, man. Come on. <laughs> second grade. <laughs> yeah, but even that, it's pretty pretty incredible. Um, he's already a second grader. I know. But uh, yeah, so we're uh we're doing and uh yeah 
been uh, been a fun summer though, and um, finish it off strong here. I know. Even though I was just talking to Becca about this, I go even though we haven't gone anywhere or had any races, the summer's been fun and we've had plenty to do, and the weather's been nice. So I'm hoping. That's what it's all about, yeah. making the best of the situation, right? And that's all we can do here is take it one day at a time and do what we can that day. Yep. Who knows what the future is going to hold here, but uh, we got to make the best of it. Right. So I think maybe that's a good close here. Yep. No, I got to find a race. So how do you even find these races? Do you just go on the race calendar and you just click away until you find something um, so that's I am on you know vince's uh email list so yeah. i did get a notification that the race was happening and uh i did actually confirm with the race director for sunapee that that one is they're very confident that one's going to go off but uh, but yeah i mean i think it's uh, just a matter of uh searching you know the local races and um you know hopefully it really but primarily word of mouth and you know we're Northeast Multisport, the local triathlon club we're on, we're definitely trying to promote these races as best we can and get the awareness uh, out so that uh, people can sign out if they're interested. Yeah. Well, so. I hope the numbers for local racing comes back because I, I just remember when I when I first started, I mean, we had local races in Arizona where they were like nearly sold out and there were professionals showing up and I don't know. When I left, it was the numbers were way down. I mean, half of them kind of went out of business. So it's right. been. I don't know. It's it's interesting because Ironman races, Ironman racing has seemed to take off, and I mean, it seems like they're just expanding all the races around the world. And locally, it's. I feel like a lot of them are struggling. So I hope. Oh, they've, more yeah, they've definitely come back. Uh, haven't done the local racing. Uh, any favors really i mean maybe a little bit you know people will do those in training to get ready for ironman races but it especially in the u.s anyways it's really all about ironman so yeah um it's tough and yeah it's going to be really interesting what happens i definitely agree that uh, triathlon overall has been on the decline here and um you know this isn't going to help us yeah you know so um but uh you know there's as we've said numerous times, especially when we've talked more about COVID, you know, it's it's not about racing necessarily. It's about being healthy, living the lifestyle, doing fun stuff, and um, you know, there's plenty of other stuff we can do in the meantime. Right. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Just doing what yeah. I feel like doing every single day. It's awesome. And man. luckily, I like swimming, biking, and running, so I just keep it up and that. just keep hoping that a race opens up soon and. Yeah. Soon enough, yeah. Yeah. Soon enough. I feel like we're. I feel like it's coming. I have. Good. I have good hopes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. Keep me posted. Hopefully, we'll uh, get you on for a race report soon here. Okay. Yeah. Let me know about Florida. I see that's sold out, so I don't even have. I can't even sign up for that anymore. Uh, uh, uh. You're really thinking about it, huh? <laughs> or Arizona. <laughs> you go uh cool all right everybody well uh hope you enjoyed that and um let us know if you got any other topics or anything you want us to to discuss but uh thanks for listening uh we'll see you soon here
Thanks for listening, everyone.